Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In his treatise on anger in book one, Seneca is going to briefly, but very richly consider a very important question. Is anger in accordance with nature? And this is a very important concept for the Stoics, but it also is something that you know we use as a reference point in our own culture and people did in earlier times. So when people do things wrong, we sometimes justify it or at least excuse it by saying, oh, that's human nature. People are just not particularly good. They're prone to doing bad things, to being tempted, to losing their temper and saying this or this, the way of the world, right? And Seneca wants to resist that. He wants to say, no, 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 that's wrong. And he tells us we need to consider this question. And he says, we can figure out whether anger is in accord with nature, secundum naturum. This is a really key concept. And he says that it's going to be very evident or clear manifesto. It'll sort of show itself to us if we do something that we need to do, which is to consider the human person closely. If we think about what it is to be a human being. So in Latin, see hominem. And now notice that that is not, you know, man, that is human beings in general, inspexerimus, right? So it, you could say if we inspect, if we want to use a very close word to this, if we inspect the human condition, the human being as such. Now, there's something really important to point out about this before we go on, the stoic conception of nature is, you know, the world is a totality. It's connected together by causes. Things have their determinate natures. And so being in accordance with nature means in part being in accordance with the way things work. But human nature is somewhat different than other animate, animal natures in that we have rationality and not just a capacity for rationality. We have reason. As a matter of fact, Seneca will say at other points that anger only exists in creatures that have reason, which would be us. I mean, there are other creatures for the Stoics that have reason, but those would be like, you know, the gods. And we don't have to worry about them getting angry. We human beings, we can get angry, but in a way we're not living up to our nature because our nature as the stoics understand it our distinctive human nature is the good human nature that we often don't completely have but we should be working towards you could think of it as our full potential what it is to be a fully actualized human being now if we think about it that way then we're going to see that Anger really is not something appropriate to the human being. It's not in accordance with human nature. He says, what is milder when its mental condition is not 
warped, right? So a human being, when we are thinking things through, when we are being rational, we are very gentle. We are mild. We don't get angry with each other or other animals or the weather conditions or pick whatever else it is that you want. So there's this contrast between the good developed human being and anger because he says, what on the other hand is crueler? than anger. So we've got mildness, cruelty. One is good, one is bad, right? One is human nature, one is the deformation of human nature. He goes on as well. What is more inclined to love others than a human being? Human beings have a greater capacity for love, for affection than the other animals do. What is more hostile, however, than anger? So once again, we see a contrast. Love, hostility, or hatred, being an enemy to somebody. Human nature, anger. You're starting to see the pattern here, I hope. He says, the human being is born to give and to receive assistance. That's part of how we work together as a species. Anger, on the other hand, is inclined to destroy right? The one wants to form associations, the other to secede, to remove itself from associations. Human beings gather together, work together. Anger is the opposite. It breaks us apart. So you see, you know, very important distinctions there. He goes on as well. The one wants to be a benefit, the other to do harm. The one wants to aid even strangers, the other to assault even the nearest and dearest. So anger is ready to break the bonds that hold us together. Human nature, it, when it's really human nature and not just a deformed kind of human being, is aiming at helping other people, even those who we don't know. So if you put it this way, then, you know, it's, it's really not compatible, uh, getting angry with our human nature. And, and you could think of anger as one of the ways in which we screw up our human nature. We, by acting in angry ways and having an angry culture, we prevent people from really having a realization of their human nature. He goes on as well and he says, Human beings are prepared even to sacrifice themselves for the sake of other advantage. Anger is prepared to plunge into danger, provided it pulls the other person down. Isn't that a remarkable contrast? So then he says, you know, does anyone show greater ignorance of the nature of things? It's a mistake to not realize that the human being is nature's best optimo and most polish emendatissimo creation or work opus right so as that he says ascribing anger this bestial destructive vice to nature's best and most polished creation shows that the person doesn't know what they're talking about. They are mistaken about the very nature of human beings and how nature works. He points out a couple other reflections that we might want to consider as well. He tells us that anger is hungry or desirous, avida. It's very strongly wanting punishment, poena. 
and he calls it a desire or a lust, cupididem there, but he also uses cupiditas in other places. And so he says, anger, as I said, is hungry for payback. The presence of this lust in a human being's utterly peaceful breast in no way accords with nature. So precisely because of what anger is looking for, it shouldn't have a place in our nature. A nature, again, that should be developed towards the good. And then he goes on a little bit more and he says, what is human life supposed to be about? It is constituted by, uh, the translation here is the harmonious exchange of benefits, right? So benefits, beneficiis, and concord or harmony, concordia. And mutual affection is the thing that is tying us together, you know, a, a pact of mutual assistance, not by just fear, but by mutual affection or you could even say mutual love, mutual amore, right? So a love for other human beings. This is supposed to be what is holding us together, not the fear of other people's anger or even other people fearing our anger if we happen to transgress against them. There is one thing that he says, all of this is contained in, in one main passage, but a little bit after that, and bringing this to a kind of close, he says, a human being's nature then doesn't seek payback right? Um, seeking payback, poenae ad peten. So, and you might say once again, well, wait a second. Whenever I screw up, people get angry at me. Clearly it is human nature. And he says, no, 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 that's screwed up human nature. That's not good human nature. So he says it follows that anger itself is not in accord with nature. And he actually says there in accord with human nature, since it does seek payback. This very seeking of payback means that quite literally seeking payback is not, as he says, human nature, natural hominis, right? The nature of a human being, nor is it in accordance, secundum, that human nature as well. So we should view anger as a kind of aberration. It is indeed something that does arise in us because of our constitution, our nature. You could say it arises within the social world. But from the Stoic perspective, anger is always reflective of something going wrong within not just the society or the relationship, but within the person who's gotten angry as well. In a certain way, they're deforming human nature by the very fact of losing their temper, becoming angry, angry in the first place. And the more that we get angry, the more that we're going to screw up our human nature rather than realizing the potential of it, which we ought to be doing. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.